Welcome to I Testify Conversation Station. My name is Lauren and I'm gonna be your host for this episode. We're continuing on our mental health series and today we will hear a story on overcoming anger. is anger opens the heart to satan those who at any supposed provocation feel at liberty to indulge anger or resentment are opening the heart to satan bitterness and animosity must be banished from the soul if we would be in harmony with heaven by ellen g white today i am joined by timothy timothy Favonero. hi timothy how are you What's up, Laura? How you doing? I'm good. So, Tim, do you want to just give us a little short introduce, uh, introduction uh, about who you are? All right, yeah. I'll keep it short and brief. No one to give you the essay. Uh, like Lauren said, longtime friend, longtime Survivor fan. Uh, it's Timothy Fogmero, uh, 27 years old. Uh, I am an animator currently. I, will, I was going to say working from Toronto, but working in my house, working for an animation studio called Guru Studios. And um, yeah, um, I don't know what more you need to know. I think that's about it. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, <laughs> and I attend the Nigerian church. No, that's awesome. Thank you. So I think we're just going to, we're going to dive just kind of right into it. And um, we're talking about anger today. And I think a lot of times when people hear that word, it's very, there's a negative connotation behind it. Like there's never anything like, oh, like positive about it. So with that in mind, is there only negativity when it comes to anger? You know, that's actually a good question to think about. And even, um, I guess when you had asked me that question, uh, I was thinking about it, I'm like, is there any way that somebody can show anger in a positive way? And like, I guess when you go to the root of anger, it's, you know, it's, there's a level of like, you know, not getting what you want or a reaction to something negative, a reaction to something that's bad. And I think it can be used in a positive way because it's whatever that negative, that negativity could be. So like, I don't want to go too extreme, but like I would use that extreme because anger is a very strong emotion. If you look at like the civil rights leaders, or if you look at, you know what I mean? People who were very, very oppressed, their anger towards the situation was not from a place of negativity. It was from a, like, their anger was something that sparked as a reaction to something that was negative. And their anger inspired other people because if people, if one person wasn't angry about it, no one else would be, right? It's like, if one person didn't want to do something about it, no one else would be. So in that aspect, I could see that anger, you know, used for something positive, even though at the end of the day, it is still a reaction to something that's negative. Like I've never seen anybody get angry at something that they like or something that they enjoy or a good, good situation. So I think it was there. It's still a reaction to something negative, but like the, that negative thing was obviously of something of, something bad, you know what I mean? Something that was oppressive to the civil rights leaders. It's a far extreme example, but I was like, can anger be positive? I'm like, yeah, it depends on like what it's, what the anger is pointed towards. But yeah, that's, that's my little nugget of answer. Yeah, no, great. So it's, it's where the anger is kind of pointed towards that almost uh, makes the meaning behind it, what it is. So with that in mind, um, do we think of any biblical examples of anger, whether they be positive examples or negative examples? Um, yeah, um, let's look at the negative, for example. Um, I look at Moses. I look at when God had told Moses in the wilderness to, you know, the children of Israel, they were getting on his, on his last nerves. 
and who knows how many last nerves Moses had, but like they got on his nerves, complaining about not having water, complaining about wanting to go back to Egypt. And God told Moses to speak to the rock, speak to the rock and the water will flow from the rock. That was like the simple command. And the, me the message of behind that command was God was trying to show the children of Israel that he was their sustainer. He was their supplier. And all Moses needed to do was just follow God's obedience. But in Mo Moses' anger and his rage because of what the children of Israel were doing, he struck the rock. And yes, water did come out from the rock and it did sustain the people. But Moses' disobedience because of his anger led to, you know, God denying him access into the promised land. And it's kind of like a tough story because a lot of people were like, man, Moses did everything for the children of Israel. They did everything for God. Couldn't God just, you know, wink or just let him go through? But God had to still show that he's justice is the same for the children of Israel as it was for Moses. And Moses broke you know, God's simple command, right? So I think that's like an uh, aspect of like where anger can be used in a negative way, even though it did produce water, but like Moses lost the ability to go into the promised land. Um, positive anger, um, I look at when everybody knows the story, when Jesus went into the temple, I'm sure you knew I was going to say it, uh, when Jesus went into the temple and he saw the, the, the Pharisees and the Jews were selling doves. They were, you know, exchanging money. And you really have to understand the context, like we said, behind Christ's anger. The reason he was angry was that the temple was supposed to represent God's dwelling place on earth. And the blueprint, which was given to Moses, was given to build, you know, let them build a sanctuary so that I may dwell among them. And then later, completely finished by Solomon when he actually built like the real, you know, with the, with the well, bricks and whatnot. So when Christ walked into the temple, he basically saw them, I guess you could say, you know, disrespecting what salvation was all about. They were disrespecting what the presence of God was all about. And, you know, the Bible says righteous indignation, but I, you can see the anger in Christ come out. And we know Christ was a man as he was God. It came out in, um, in a righteous way because you can just imagine like the sanctity of the sanctuary just being desecrated by the Jews that were there and the Pharisees. So it was just in his, like, I guess you could say, in, even in him trying to get the truth, trying to still be God was just the, the, the anger was there. And, you know, the Bible has, has talked about God being angry because he loves us so much. So I think that's an example of where anger has been used in a positive way. Cause he said, you know, how can you make the house of prayer, a den of thieves, you know, and a house of merchandise. So those are my two examples in three words or less. <laughs> no, those are great. Those are great. So um, just kind of like we've just, you just discussed some examples of a negative version and a positive version and how sometimes it actually can be used uh, depending on the context of what it's used for in a positive light. But um, with that in mind, maybe probably having a little bit more of a focus on that negative emotion of anger, especially um, in humans, that reaction we have sometimes to things that upset us or just um, something that other people um, to struggle with is anger any something that you've struggled with in the past yeah so i don't want to say it comes as a surprise but like i do whenever i mention it to people people are like oh, you're angry i'm like oh yeah i was very angry i actually um growing up as a kid um now that it's on the pot i guess the whole world will know but um yeah it was something that i struggled with for a long time um like in my early years maybe like great when i was seven eight nine ten like around those early development years of my life. And like, I guess, I don't know if you have more questions about it to explain how it went down, but uh, yeah, definitely was something that I, I had a, I had to walk. That was a ser serious part of my life that I had to walk through. Yeah, so I guess just kind of a way to describe 
um, in that moment, you said you were around seven or eight, like something that maybe what would upset you and what was the uh, reaction like and how did it even just affect um, your mental state and maybe even um, those around you? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, it was crazy because like, I can't say like, it's not as a crazy testimony, guys. So if you're looking for water into wine, you're not going to get it. But it, I don't know. I think it came from a place of, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say the word rage. And we all know, like, you know, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So we all know the devil has his hands in like a lot of things that are negative. But like, I think it came from just like I said, like a place of just, you know, being upset. And like, I'm a very emotional person. So like, I would crank it all the way up. And like, I'm not gonna lie. There was a little bit of uh, outside influence, such as like, you know, listen, listen to really be honest, Lord. I used to listen to a lot of heavy, violent music as a kid. Uh, yes, eight, nine. Uh, no one else's fault. My own, like I said, what was available to me. Um, but yeah, so like, whenever like my mom would say something or like my brother would say something, like that would just spark my anger like literally like something that i would disagree with yeah kids cry kids whine but like i would take it to the an extreme and like psh, i do remember multiple times that like i would legit like find like any form of like a projectile or like a melee weapon I don't want to be too descriptive for the, the for the kids listening but um just like any form of like object to like attack my my brothers or to attack my mom with whenever like those emotions were would come out right so like if i was angry i was like super angry you know what i mean like um i remember even just like one time my mom was telling me to like you know clean the dishes or just like sweep the floor and all that kind of stuff and like my brother would just be egging me on kind of thing kind of just poking fun like what brothers would do but like that would just like really really just just send me off the rail and like i just like start screaming at them start swearing at them and like yeah it's not pretty <laughs> but yeah it was it was just like my family would just get those reactions out of me. Yeah. So you mentioned actually um, a, a factor that might have influenced that was listening to violent music that promoted violence. So do you think that that um, was a major factor in it, or it was something that just kind of contributed to um, the reactions that you had? Well, you know, I'm, I I wish I could like, you know, now I understand why they have um, psychologists. I used to make fun of psychologists. Oh, oh, what are you doing at first? You know, oh, I'm going to psych. When are you going to need that? But I legit wish that like, you know, somebody actually just sat down to be like, yo, so why do you react this way? So that's why I can't say 100% it was like fully what contributed to it. But I do remember like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I remember this one time. Lauren getting the truth out of me I remember this one time I was playing music and I, I was like jumping on my mom's bed for like at least like 30 minutes straight just like banging this music like you know what I mean like as loud as possible I was the only one in the house don't ask uh but yeah I think we're brothers and we're playing soccer outside or something but like yeah I was just like banging like crazy crazy movie music and like just jumping on the bed so like I feel like to some degree it did play a factor maybe not all of it but to some degree, it did play a factor. And like I said, I was like a very emotional person growing up. So, yeah. And what's interesting because you know, emotions, emotions aren't wrong. You know, the Bible says that we were created in God's image. And so that means we are, we, we portray characteristics of God. And God, as you can see in the Bible, has many emotions. And anger is one of them that he does present in the Bible. Like you brought up the story with Jesus um, in the temple. So it's not necessarily that having emotions is a bad thing, but I think it's like you said, um, how you use those emotions and how you, um, ex 
how you portray them to those around you. So with that in mind, on this journey, you said, you know, sometimes you'd have outbursts on your own, on your family. Um, when did you get to a point where you felt like maybe I need to make a change? That's a good question. Honestly, it's wild because one day, I think like, because this entire time I'm describing like we were in Fiji, right? So left Nigeria when I was six, moved to Fiji around that time, 1999. Then I stayed there until 2002. So this was just like a solid, like just three years of this rage in Fiji, the nicest place in the world. So it's like the environment didn't even um, parallel my reactions. Like, what's wrong with you? You're living on a vacation spot. But side note. Uh, but yeah, so when we came to Canada, um, like, you know, it kind of like, the anger kind of like turned, like I said, it turned like into more emotion of like tears. Like I would cry when I would be really upset, you know? Um, but I think as I started like engaging physically myself into doing more spiritual things, whether it be like, the VBSs or um, specifically VBS, actually. I'm not gonna lie, VBS was actually a very, very powerful, like I look at it now, maybe I've taken it for granted, but just the ability to like, just, you know, be active about the ministry. And we're not like culpatory or like, you know, knocking our doors, but just like singing those kind of gospel songs. And like, we did that in Fiji too, but like, it was just like more on a personal level instead of, oh, just on a group, you know what I mean? Um, I think that contributed a huge lot. And like, my mom used to pray for me a lot. Revealed it to me now, like when I was like in my 20s, like, oh, yeah, I used to pray for you a lot when we came to Canada. Because I remember, like, one day she asked me, like, when I was a teenager, like, yo, well, she didn't say yo, but <laughs> she was like, you're just not angry anymore. And I was like, yeah, I noticed. Like, I, it wasn't even like a, like, like I said, like, to answer your question, is like, oh, I need to stop. Like, I didn't even come to that realization of, man, this is messing up my life. Like, it just dissipated, you know? And like, there are moments, obviously, like, that, obviously, like you said, you know, we are emotional and like, where I can feel, you know, that, that emotions like coming up, but because of like, just, you know, giving my life to God and just like, just letting him dictate my actions, which I did more often, but like those things are just like, kind of like a volcano. And then like, you know, just like it settles down and like, it just calms down. Like that has really calmed me down. So I wouldn't even say like, I just like, you know, I had like a, a, a moment of resolution, but it was just like, through prayer and through like just repetition of just spending time with like, you know, we prayed more as a family, you know, that kind of stuff. Like I said, the VBS and all that kind of stuff. It literally just, I don't know, it just dissipated and to the point where people can't believe that I actually grew up like that. So yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, wow. So it's like, you know, growing, growing up in a home and maybe that transition kind of from, from Nigeria to Fiji to Canada, you go went to VBS and you even said, oh, you know, I'm listening to more of these gospel songs. These like amazing VBS songs and they were changing your spirit. And then you hear that your mother was just like praying, praying, praying for you. So I think it's really like just a, a testimony to the power of prayer and God and the influence of living a life uh, with Christ around you. And yeah. how, like you said, I didn't, you didn't necessarily have that epiphany moment. It was epiphany, a natural yeah. trans, uh, transition. Yeah, and so, let's go. No, 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 I was just going to say, absolutely. And like, that's the crazy thing is like what you said about like surrounding. I feel like it was, you know, let me not say it's just a matter of time. Cause like, you know, there are many people who maybe not have had the opportunity like to transform, even though they had those surroundings, but like, it was just so much surrounding me that like, cause even like my brothers, like not saying they weren't doing a good job, but they were doing a great job. But like, I was just kind of like this. You know what I mean? Well, you're not seeing my eyes, but like I was kind of like just like in my own world, so to speak, rather than just like 
and like just letting like only the, like, the negative things in right but instead of just like allowing those influences kind of like i want to say take control of my life but like help direct my life right because you know from bs i went to I'm a very competitive person so like i love that kind of you know competitive you know doing this that sports but like you know from vbs turning into you know bible bowl bible bowl turning into pathfinders and like just all those like really really like they're really like very specific activities, right? Like Bible, like we're just studying the Bible. Pathfinders, we're literally learning discipline. So like those influences really like, you know, transform my life. And going back to obviously the prayer of my mom and like, though I, I feel like that's how, you know, God answered her prayers, you know what I mean? It wasn't like one day he just took the anger away from me. He was like, okay, I'm going to put him in these circumstances and allow my spirit to, to work on his life. So like, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I wanted to ask. No, that's really okay. Um, so now, like you kind of said, when you tell people this story, they usually look at you and they're like, Who's this guy? They're like, because you are, you're so, you're so happy. I remember when I first met you, I thought, wow, this, this is like, he's so joyful. I mean, you did mention you are survivor, so I'm yeah. just like, hey, <laughs> slow it down. That's one of the greatest shows of all time. And so, like, with that in mind, um, where do you, how do you feel now that you know you're in a different stage of life? Do you feel that that past has really um, turned you into the person that you are today? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, for me, there's a lot of experiences and like, not anger aside, but like that amongst like other things that I've gone through, mistakes that I made. That really, like, I kind of look at myself when I look at a lot of young kids that I. I'm going to say young kids, but like people younger than me that I kind of like see them walking down that path or maybe even having those like moments of anger in their lives. And I'm like, yo, I kind of went through that just so that I can pass on the knowledge of, okay, you know, what to do in those circumstances. So that kid doesn't have to like, what if, what if they don't have, I can't just say, oh, join Bible Bowl or join Pathfinders or join this. Like, what if they don't have that opportunity to do so? But like, I can pass on the knowledge of like, how those things affected my life and just like the essence of all those things is is christ right i found christ or i should say christ found me through all those things so that is like that kind of pushed me into the person that wanted to be more closer to god because of that past you know obviously we don't know god would have found me in any other way but um that was the path that he had for me. And it's kind of like, you I don't know, you're, you probably see it like in younger people, you're like, man, I remember when I did something that dumb at that age. And like, you're seeing them like walk down that road or attempt to walk down that road. And you're just like, okay, let me impart some knowledge on you. So it's like, I'm glad I have that experience. Who imparted back? And be like, okay, maybe, you know, don't rely on this rage because it'll get you here. Cause like, even like, I'm not saying that like I've never been angry before ever again. Like I've still been angry. And like, there are even times that I've, you know, I won't say gone overboard, but like I've, I've lost a little bit. Like I lost my temper. Let me say I've lost my temper. And I'm just like, man, that realization, like you were saying, I was like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that kind of thing. And I had to apologize, you know, ask the person for forgiveness, prayed about it. So like that, like, I don't regret it. Yeah, obviously, I wish I never pulled a knife out of my brother. But um, <clears throat> I'm glad that like I can look back and use that as a tool as like, hey man, you know, don't let that rage take you because this is where it'll take you, kind of thing. Wow. And um, just kind of to end end uh, this uh, discussion, do you have any advice for someone who is struggling with anger right now? Go to the gym. 
<laughs> well, yes, actually, it's a great place to expel energy. But yeah, no, um, a lot of it would be obviously like at the end of the day, everything goes back to Christ and let him be like we're talking about when I say center of like your life. If the person is willing to understand who Christ is, you know, when you wake up in the morning before you go to bed, and this is a practice for everybody, is to try to keep him in that center. Because even if you don't know why you should or, you know, what's making you angry or what, he legit gives you peace in whatever is upsetting me, Christ actually gives you peace in like, in understanding that, you know what I mean? Like this anger can subside, you know, emotions come and go, you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be something that lasts forever. And um, another practical one is surround yourself with people who do things. Get out there. You know, you can't get out there now, but like, you know, like this podcast, talking to people, Zoom chat, you know, these things open you up because like you can't just be sitting angry when you're talking to like five people. Right. Because then people will ask you, yeah, what's up? So um, surround yourself with people who make you smile and keep Christ the center. That's my number. That's my two, two advice. Like. That's great. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining us today and just uh, sharing a little bit about your journey and how it's led uh, to the joyful person that you are today. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. So thank you so much. And uh, for those who are listening, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Bye.